0: Hey everybody. I'm Sarah and I'm Hannah and welcome, welcome to Bearface. Hi Sarah. Hi Hannah. Ha, welcome back to episode 1, take 2. <laughs> So for those listening in, we completely filmed our intro episode, about 35 minutes worth of content. And by filming she means means recorded. Recording. Sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's get the lingo right. So yeah, we recorded our entire intro episode and then we realized that it wasn't recording with our microphones, nay, nay. It was recording with my AirPods and Hana's computer. Yeah. So, super high
1: quality audio. So yeah, we recorded 35 minutes of blabbering out of really, really crappy microphones. And then it was just, it was just a horror. It was just really it was bad. a mess. Yeah. So, so we're back and two. we're going to,
0: we're going to redo that for you guys. Cause we care about our sound quality and we want to make sure that you stick around. Yes. So please stay, <laughs> <laughs> please subscribe and rate us. Um, <laughs> Okay. yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so this intro episode, we're just going to do a little bit about our background, what we got, how we got into beauty, not what, yeah. how we got into beauty and why we're here, what we want this podcast to be. And then I have a fun little activity at the end. That I think
1: oh, I'm- an activity. Oh, you weird. sound like my second grade teacher, Mrs. Gordon. She always used to introduce activities as like, we're going to do kind of a fun activity. And that's exactly what she would say. <laughs> kind of a fun activity. And that's how I learned. (laughs) No, that's how I learned. The word activity means like math test. And I hated the word activity. (laughs) I really disliked and dreaded the word activity.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. I used to do leadership seminars in college and we would always say, we're going to do a fun activity now. And it was like trust falls, or we were sharing deep, dark secrets about our privilege. (laughs) <laughs> oh whoa that's yeah. a turn okay <laughs> um, yeah it was a lot about like inclusivity and being leaders on campus and looking back it was great but it was also uncomfortable af
1: so. yeah I wouldn't call that a fun activity but I would call that important something sure definitely do good for you for doing it
0: yeah thanks well let's jump in Hana do you want to go first or do you want me to go first Oh, I can start. Okay. okay. Yeah. You go first. All right. So,
1: I'm Hannah. I am 27. I currently live in New York City. I was born and raised in California. Then I went to school in Colorado. Um and then, oh, well, let me talk about why I'm into beauty. My goodness. Okay. So, basically, <laughs> wow. I kind of forgot for a second. Um in 8th grade, I was sitting in a language arts class with my friend, Jordan, and there was another guy who was sitting at this little, you know how you'd like put your desk together to form a group. Um, There was another guy there and I think there was one other person. I don't know. And I don't remember what the guy's name is. I went to school with him for what, eight or nine years and I can't remember what his name is or what he looks like. He's
0: irrelevant.
1: Yes. (laughs) And he (laughs) looks at us. I don't know why we were talking about it, but he looks at my friend, Jordan, and goes, you have split ends. And then he looks at me and goes, you have frizzy hair. And I was like, Jordan looked really offended and I just kind of was like, okay, I didn't know what that meant. So during recess, I asked my friend Janina, I was like, he said, I have frizzy hair. What does that mean? And she's like, oh, it's just these little, like little hairs and these wisps that are like coming out from your hair. And I was like, okay, well, how do I fix it? She goes, go to Albertsons across the street and get the Garnier Fructis sleek and shine shampoo and conditioner. So Garnier. I got on my little bike after school and I went and bought the Garnier Fructis sleek and shine shampoo and conditioner. And that's when I started paying attention to products and labels. And that's how I really got into hair care products. And then fast forward a couple years later, I was in high school. I wasn't really wearing too much makeup, but I started breaking out and I started getting into skincare products and like reading labels of like everything in the drugstore. And then, um, At this point, you know, when you're in high school, you start going to the mall with your friends. So you walk into a department store and you see philosophy and you're like, oh, acne treatment, three-step kit. I'm going to buy that. And it kind of just snowballed from there. Um, Around the same time also, dating myself, it was the beginning of these beauty people on YouTube. And I was looking up hair care routine for dry, damaged hair, hair care routine for frizzy hair. And I found this girl named Blair Fowler and I was like, I oh, love the Fowlers. I yeah. love them to this day. They're so yes, good. They are. They're OGs. And her username was Juicystar07 or something like that. <laughs> so I would continuously what? go back. Yes. And so I would continuously go back to her channel. And after a year, I made a channel so that I could subscribe. So that was in 09 when I made my channel. And then I always, it was like, as I did, got bigger, I started finding other people and whatever. Um, I ended up making started making videos in 2012 so if you guys ever want to see what I looked like in college Baby <laughs> you can Hannah. go and find, yes you can find uh, my videos the channel is Hana Charlotte H-A-N-N-A um, and I just like continued to get deeper and deeper into the beauty world and then when I was in college I had many different interests in terms of where do I want like, what do I want to do in terms of job? But I'd always, because I'd had such an interest in beauty, you know, since eighth grade, I was just like, I I had un- other interests before then. Let me let me, let me me just put it out there. And there are interests that I still would love to pursue, but at some point you have to decide and pick a path. So I picked beauty because I was like, I just want to try it. I want to see if I can do it. I want to see, you know, if I'm going, going to like the business side of it. So I started working for, A woman in um, fall of 2014, that was my senior year of college, um, who was starting her own clean beauty business. And that was out of Denver. Um, I graduated in May 2015. I remained there until I think September of 2018. Um, And that was awesome. You know, like she is an amazing person. I learned so much from her. We grew her business. And then I was like, oh, I, that was a retailer. I was like, I kind of go want to. Go work for a brand side. Um, So then I was looking at a bunch of other companies and I found an opportunity for a brand in New York City. I accepted that job. I moved out there in February of 2019, which is where I met Sarah. And um, yeah, and I guess that kind of brings me to present day. So right now this is January of 20,
0: oh my God, of 2021. 2021. Oh my God. It's not 2020. It's said that. I Thank know, this- God 2020 is over. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I
1: lost my job end of March of 2020. And I'd had the whole year of, I mean, the whole time working in the beauty industry, I think for me was like ups and downs, but I think like the most recent experience was the most um, come to Jesus moment, I think. And I was just so I had such highs and such lows that by the end of it, by the time I was looking for jobs again, I was like, I'm going to go work for a different company. I'm going to go work for, you know, I can go back to working for a retailer. Like I, I still, you know, want to be in this space, whatever. And Then I was just like coming to a reckoning. I was just like, I want it to just be my hobby again. I had so much fun with this in high school. I had so much fun with this in college. You know, when I was having a bad day, I would go to Sephora and get a face mask or I would read Allure Magazine or I would go on Instagram. And I got so sick of having really, sadly, one of my only passions be my career. Like that's just not for me. I know that that's the case for some people where they can have their hobby and their passion be, combined into their career and that's okay I think for me I just need to have it split um so yeah I mean that's kind of you know how I got into beauty and where I am hoping to go with it and I'm gonna pursue another career path that I've had the interest in ever since I was in high school also um and that's medicine so that's kind of where I'm going right now so yeah. And we always
0: need more people in healthcare. So that's good as well. Well, that's what we also have learned in 2020. Oh, <laughs> um, well, yeah. true. And I, and I think I can really, I think we're very similar and why we wanted to start this podcast and why we were both, I don't want to say the word done, but I think we just had very high highs and very low lows with our individual experiences in beauty. Yeah, And I remember us being one of the only two people in our old company that really still loved the industry we weren't just focused on our one company like I remember us even in New York going to Sephora's and going to Alta's and making days to go to Lush and even just experiencing all yeah. the new products because we loved the products um did you and get a that feeling
1: of- from everyone that you worked with or just from the people that were our direct
0: co-workers um you know, I think it was split 50, 50. I think there were some people. So let me, let me get into what I did for our, our old company. Cause I'm also no longer working there. Yeah. Um, I was furloughed in March of 2020 and then officially laid off in July of 2020. Yeah. Um, so I worked in Sephora as a brand educator. So basically the brands would go in, you would train the staff and then you would be on the sales floor helping customers find products. Um, And I felt that certain brand reps were very just into the industry where they clearly had a passion for makeup or skincare, and they just wanted to help customers. And, you know, if it meant selling a product and getting profit for the day for their brand, awesome. There were other people who were really passionate about their brand. So certain skincare brands were really, really passionate about their brand and they would in lack of a better words, force their products on customers. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I never felt a hundred percent comfortable doing that. I would definitely try and sell what I was selling first, but then if I could tell it wasn't going to work for a certain client, because sometimes there just isn't that within a brand, I definitely would branch out to other products that I had personally loved or had used or had experience with, or had friends and family that had experience with. So I feel like our direct coworkers. there were some that definitely still, like, loved products. Yeah. But I feel like most of them were just really into our brand, which is not a bad thing. It means they're passionate about what they're doing.
1: I mean, at the same time, I just don't think that that's something... I mean, having a passion for what you do in your job doesn't necessarily have to correlate with, like, what the company does. Like... True. Like, I'm trying to think of... An example, and what comes to mind is, I don't know, like the guy who de- who did the the paint mixing on TikTok. I don't know, oh, if I it was for him. one of the big ones. He loves paint, and he was doing all this these TikToks about mixing different paint colors. Right? Yeah. He would try and guess the paint color, right? Or he would make them, and people would guess them. And he was on TikTok, and he got let go because they were saying that he was doing it on company time and using company supplies. When he was like, "No, I was doing on my break." Do you think the person who's doing the HR for said paint company is working at that company because they love paint or because they love HR. Does that make sense? I would. Yeah, I would like say maybe probably, both. But what I'm saying is yeah. like you don't
0: necessarily need to in order to be successful at your job. Do you need to be passionate about what you're promoting? Right. Or what you're working with? Right. I don't think like so. let's say you're like let's, let's let's say you're like a brand educator, for example.
1: Maybe you just love educating maybe you just That's love exactly where I was, people. right? And so it's just a positive that you ended up liking the brand, but I don't yeah. know. I feel like I'm getting all twisted up in my head, and I'm not making sense. I think, I think I see what.
0: You- <laughs> oh, it's so true. And there goes you I I Number One. <laughs> well, I'm let sorry. me back it up. A- oh no, you're good. Um, I think it's definitely something we can touch on more in the future too, because yeah, um, right now I'm working for a company in finance. Um, right, and right. I, let's back it up to like how I came into yeah, let's where rewind. I'm at now. Tell, tell let's us how rewind. you got to where you <clears throat> got. Um, yeah. So I am 27, just like Hana, And I really fell down a makeup rabbit hole much longer before I fell down a skincare rabbit hole. So I also was really into the OG YouTuber
1: Yes. season
0: series yes. whatever we want to call it i was a huge fan of michelle fawn she is like oh. who i remember watching yeah. religiously like i took my prom and graduation makeup looks were her videos like i went out and bought the products from the drugstore that she recommended and i like practiced it yeah and i loved her videos i also loved nikki tutorials mm-hmm. i think i was in like the first 50,000 people that subscribed to her. And I I still, to this day, love her content. Yeah. Um. But I really, it was the, I, my senior year of high school was the first year I had my own computer and felt confident in what I was learning to like apply it. So right. I had done makeup because I'd done like theater and dance before. And I always loved like having fun with makeup. But that year was the first year that I felt like I created all the makeup looks for our theater that year. And then moving into college, I actually had, Some disposable income. So I was going to the drugstore every week and finding like the best of the best. Yeah. And just, I also followed the Fowlers. I can't even, I think I followed like Aspen Ovard back in the day. (laughs) I loved her. I still love her. I follow her vlog channel. Like, I am obsessed with you. Yeah. Um, Her family is really cute. Yeah. And there's, I just remember really over like the five and a half years I was in college, because it did take me a while to like figure out what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a scientist. And then I thought I wanted to be a teacher and discovered both of those were not my path. Right. Um. And so I went into business because I was really good at selling things. And I really enjoyed the marketing aspect, like how things, right. I find it super fascinating how certain companies are so successful and then other companies with similar models are not. Yeah. Uh, and I figured it was a get out of jail free card. Once I got out of College, I could get a job anywhere with a marketing degree, right? Little did I know, <laughs> um, but uh, through my college experience, I was in um, a fraternity for women, so a sorority, but it's a fraternity for women. Yeah, and I did everyone's makeup for formal.s I really honed my skills, and I was looking to get into the beauty industry in business once I graduated. I knew that's what I wanted to do, um, and so in fall of 2016. I got a job as a part-time associate at Sephora inside of JCPenney because that was all that I could really find. And it was going to be a tide me over job until I found a real job with air quotes, a real job. Yeah. And then for that real job, I'm still looking. (laughs) Um, And so I was lucky enough to be offered um, an operations manager position for a couple months. And then I moved up to an education manager which is what I did for the bulk of my time there. I did that for two and a half years, um, which was basically what I did until I got my job in New York. And they were very similar. So I was in charge of educating on ingredients, teaching brand stories, showing how to get people to buy the products. Um, I did all of the applications. We did like mini facials in stores, any person that came in that got their makeup done. I was one of two girls that was certified for makeover. So I basically did all of them. And then I was also running the store at that point. Um, And then in March of 2019, I was offered a position at a beauty brand in New York City and accepted, moved from Michigan, where I spent my whole life, moved from Michigan to New York and met Hannah. And we like instantly clicked. We were both like, we're new transplants. We don't know how to live in New York. We also started with this new company and it was super exciting yeah um, it was just like a natural job. friendship it was a natural occurred. flow yeah yeah and we like I don't I don't I think like I said I think we were some of the only two people that still like loved going to Sephora just to go to Sephora and love to just explore beauty in its natural habitat um and that was a really I look back on such fondness my year of 2019 <laughs> um and then 2020 happened like I said I was furloughed right. and then laid off yeah, um, and went, I'm very th- yeah <laughs> I moved um back to Michigan when I was right before I was furloughed so originally just to give you some context I had been told I was going to be work from home and so I basically asked like hey if we're work from home can I go back and stay with my parents because I didn't have anyone in my apartment and I didn't want to quarantine by myself right um and then I we I worked from home for like a week before I was furloughed and then my three weeks with my parents has turned into almost a year with my parents. <laughs> um, we're working on it. We're trying. Yeah. It's. I'm very thankful that like I had a place to come back to. Um, I was able to thankfully find another job um, pretty quickly after being let go. Yeah. Um. So, and that's a work from home job. And that's what I want to come to when it t- in terms of like, do you have to be passionate about what you're doing or can you just be mm. passionate about your job? Or the company you're working for yeah okay yeah so i work for a finance company currently and is financing loans my favorite thing in the world no um but the work itself is very quick pace i have to have different situations every like three minutes and i have to really analyze what's going on to fund these loans and i really like that aspect and my company itself is very cautious about our safety. So we have amazing benefits and we're staying at home at least till next summer, Yeah, which is super nice to have a company that actually wants to take care of your health. And um, it's the first company I've ever worked for where it's been nine to five, Monday through Friday. I've never right. had a job that's like that. I've, I've always worked in the field. So yeah. my schedule would always be crazy. And I, I like that consistency, which is nice. So. Yeah same
1: I swear I literally just had a mind blink because you said something about oh oh yeah the passion yeah yeah I mean you know people have jobs for different reasons um and I think I'm just going to talk in circles but basically yeah it's like if you you like what you're doing but maybe it's not your like number one passion in terms of like the subject matter but you still like the day-to-day then Mm -hmm. if you are successful in that and you find um like personal satisfaction in that and personal happiness, then I think, you know, obviously you can not have that personal best. I don't know what I'm saying. I do, but I I can't explain it. For example, let's say you love finance. It doesn't matter if you're working for a canning company or a bakery or a beauty brand. If you just love to do finance, then you'll love to do finance. I think maybe it's like an added benefit if you're at a company like that, but like, that's that's what I was trying to say. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I think I've definitely this year had that come to Jesus moment where I've kind of said, I don't, I've been told, and I'm sure most people our age, like being a millennial have been told, like, you have to find a job that you're extremely passionate about and you want to go to work every day because I think they just want people in the workforce. (laughs) Um, And they want us to give like, we can both attest. We were giving way more than our 40 hours per week at our old beauty company which is fine. I didn't mind getting that nowadays. Yeah. I I didn't mind getting that extra time Yeah, and I was salaried. So I was like, Oh, it's part of like my salary. Um, whereas now I am clocked in and clocked out and I like that leave it at home aspect. It's what I kind of need at the moment. Right. Um, but I have also gotten to this realization that if I have a job that funds my lifestyle and like gives me the time off to live the life I want to live, that's definitely something I think I value more than necessarily like no one's going to love going to their job every day. Right. Like even if you have the perfect job, you're never going to love going to work every single day of your life. Right. So I'm to this point where I'm like, hey, I can have a three week vacation. Great. If the world ever opens up again, I can right, go exactly. <laughs> somewhere for a couple of <laughs> weeks and like explore. Um, and I, I have a couple friends actually that have recently, made that transition where they've gone from quote unquote, passion jobs to jobs that are just paying their bills. And they're like, I'm honestly happier because Mm -hmm. I get this lifestyle that like, I'm living a life. I'm not living to work. Right. And I think
1: that's kind of where I was at. It was like, Mm -hmm. if I separated one of my passions, that also was my hobby. And I went back to that just being my hobby. And then I get a job that I'm still passionate about, but I can still it's, it's not my only hobby, then I'm going to be happier. So that is what I'm hoping will work. And I think it will, because I mean, I'm already been a lot happier. So, yeah.
0: And I think we both have kind of this summer, like we both were able to talk on the phone for 45 minutes, just about new product launches and feel super excited about the beauty industry again.
1: Right. I mean, it's something it's honestly, it's just like a frivolous thing that I love that you love that makes us happy and that is why we started this podcast because we talk about it a lot you know we both have um instagram um you know sarah has a well i guess i'm gonna call it a beauty instagram because i'd say yeah beauty lifestyle yeah like i have a beauty instagram like i had a channel you know like sarah was obviously super into the youtube world also and we're just like let's just let's just do this like you know this is what we love to do so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of everything. why we started.
0: Yeah. Let's do, um, I want to no, talk fun about activity. our skin types. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. yes, okay. Yeah. my fun activity. I also want to talk yeah. a little bit about our skin types. Yes, and, good idea. Um, let's set the tone. Kind of Yeah, let's set the tone. So my skin, I'll go first. My skin, I would say on the whole is pretty damn dry. Um, okay. I, I sometimes have like my T-zone, I would consider normal. It's definitely not oily. Um, and I suffer a lot from redness, um, just the pigment of my skin, nothing like rosacea or anything crazy like that. Right. Goodness. That's what the doctor Um, said. Yeah. So the doctor, I I have really rosy cheeks and like a little bit of redness right on the bottom part of my jawline. Yeah. And I always, it's a hereditary thing. A lot of members of my family had it and Mm. I had been told over and over again that it's rosacea. And finally I went to the doctor and I was like, excuse me, sir, please tell me what this is. And he's like, it's just the pigment of your skin. And it's never really going to go away. I could – I technically, I guess, could get it, like, fraxled is what I've, like, researched. But I'm, like, scared shitless of that. Like, I do
1: not. Um, I've heard of that. I've looked into it. Is that the one where the
0: downtime is, like, really severe? Like, it's a week? It's, like – so the actual downtime, I think, is, like, seven to ten days. And then it's also, like, you can't go out in the sun right? Nikki without Philip a high dinner. Yeah. Yes, and my one of the girls I love, Sharon Farrell, on YouTube, she okay. also did it for her freckles. Yeah, and she basically was like, she said like for six months, and she lives in Australia for six <gasps> months, couldn't go out without a hat on, and like had to have like SPF 50 applied like three times a day. You know, and it's I just, just so
1: ironic about all this stuff <laughs> is that the ideal time to have that those kind of treatments done is during quarantine, but you can't because it's closed, because yeah. you can't be doing. <laughs> because that's, it just wasn't open. You know, now things are like, you know, well, I guess maybe they're closing up again now, but they were reopening. But I remember it was like, you know, I obviously looked into a bunch of different treatments and different lasers and I was like, Oh, I'm not leaving the house. I don't have a job. I don't need to be on, on zoom. Like if my face is super red for 24 hours, now's the time. But either these places aren't open because of safety or they're just not offering those treatments or I don't have income, so I can't pay for it. Like there's just all these. <laughs> that was the
0: saddest <laughs> like the part. So when, when Sephora's reopened, one of my favorite things that Sephora does is this perk facial, which is a hydrofacial. So it like okay. basically uses water and suction to pull all your dead skin off. Um, and like it infuses it. Like the first step is suctioning everything off. And the second step is infusing it with like hyaluronic acid and all this other crap. Um, and they did it for a $75 product purchase. Oh, which is one product. That's one product, maybe two if I'm like buying makeup. One product. What are you buying for $75? Most of my moisturizers that I buy run for like $60. So, like two sheet masks, and I'm like,
1: oh, okay, okay. Like a Sunday Riley?
0: Yeah, Sunday Riley Biosance, like Kate Somerville, my go to. Okay. Options. They they do, like, even that used to the people moisturizer. That I love is like 59 bucks. Stop.
1: It's it 59? lasts me a year. It lasts me a year. Oh, oh, what is it? Two ounces?
0: I, I think it's almost two it. ounces. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, but I loved that treatment. I got it when I first moved to New York, my skin got so congested and so grimy from the pollution and just like yeah. the change in atmosphere, basically. That I got it done and it like completely refreshed my face. And then basically anytime I knew I was going to spend at least 75 bucks, right. I would just book an appointment. So like, if I knew I was out of two or three things, cause it's anything in the store, right. not just skincare, makeup, I would book oh, this facial. Oh, it's easy to and hit I
1: $75 it- at Sephora. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, it's, so,
0: it's one trip. Right. It's so easy. Yeah. And it so might not be one
1: product for me, but it's definitely like two. A
0: yeah. trip. Yeah. yeah. And so- they haven't offered it since COVID because it is like very close and personal. I don't even know how they would go about sanitizing that machine, which is probably why theirs. They're not like, like, let me rephrase. You have individual San- vials. Sarah, the
1: one you just said, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to sanitize the machine. Well, that like, makes it seem sanit- like they're, what is it? Like
0: a like a sucking wand? It's a sucking wand. So you get your individual file, and they like clean it off. Well, they, so it's like safe yeah. in between people, but I don't know how they would actually like, the like, I mean, the inside of the machine. Because I assume there's some like laws with like medical procedures where like you have to have it clean anyways, but yeah, like I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine, but like they're obviously not offering it. They haven't offered it since COVID. They're only well, they doing eyebrow waxes. at
1: without, Yeah, but like with an eyebrow wax, you can keep your mask on. Probably that's the thing is like you know I can go I get guess, my eyebrow okay. threaded, but I might not be able to go get a facial, a facial. or something because so- someone might not be comfortable where you know even if the esthetician esthetician could goodness. I used to have a when around as a kid and it might come out. Um, <laughs> true story. Um, but the esthetician, even if, you know, he or she is wearing a mask, they might not feel comfortable if you know, said person true. on the table is not wearing a mask. So it's obviously up to different people. Personal preference. Now. Okay. But that makes you know, more but sense. Support, I you know, they think have all through. these people coming in and out and it might make other customers uncomfortable. If they come in and yeah. mask, all the associates are wearing a mask, but then there's one person there who's not wearing a mask. Like it's just, it's a very it's public weird. space. And yeah, they're probably, yeah, know, they're just wary. And I get it. I get yeah.
0: It. Yeah. Well, and then, so one of these, um, one of the, this company that's in Metro Detroit, which is where I live in Michigan. Um, I'm not going to give you weirdos, my exact city or anything, but (laughs) she's (laughs) just up there freezing her ass off in Michigan. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah. So I live in the Metro Detroit area, like 80% of the population of Michigan. Right. And, and there's this, um, aesthetics company where they do like lashes and eyebrows and facials and makeup and they do like spray tans and they are now doing the exact hydro perk facial. That Sephora offers. Oh, guess how much this facial they are charging for this facial? Which I get right because it's not like a big conglomerate. But take a wild guess.
1: Um, one seventy-five. Higher.
0: Two twenty-five. Two hundred and seventy-five dollars for. Okay, and also keep in mind geography. So if yeah. We, so
1: if they're offering this in San Francisco or New York City what would they be charging for it
0: even more right now to be fair I will say I've looked at because I want her to do my lashes I want to get lash extensions really badly or like laminate my lashes her makeup and lash prices are actually pretty on par okay New York like her makeup prices are almost what my friends in New York are charging for makeup because she's been voted like a best she's been voted by like our newspapers like four or five years in a row like she's a boss I definitely want to continue to support her business yeah. I just, I also think that because Sephora is a conglomerate, they can just say like, oh, if you spend $75, cause this is what happens, right? It's a complimentary service with $75 mm-hmm. worth of purchase. But if you sit there, cause every time I got a perk, I'd walk in with my little two products and they'd be like, oh, and we use this and this and this. And you'd be like, well, that's amazing. Let me take those as well. Like that's right. what they are banking on is that during your service they'll also sell you more product
1: but you're also i mean is the sephora person who's doing the service getting paid more to do the service no um are you like taking one of their rooms that they can't use for any other like i mean i know you're taking a chair but like in a spa you go in you sit down you do the whole thing like it's probably more of a service and a treatment and a relaxation experience versus yeah so i mean i totally understand the price like the fact that it's a higher price my
0: mind but
1: the but how high the price is yes yeah but is it also the same
0: exact machine it's from the okay so I haven't seen it in person obviously from the Instagram stories it looks super similar like it looks like the exact same process Um, and she has like different levels so I think like the main one is like that 250 275 yeah you're also getting like It's not just that treatment. They also go in with like a cleanser and a treatment and an oil. Yeah, it's a a whole experience. It's a whole thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I just, maybe I'm just jealous that I don't have that money to like just drop $300 on a facial (laughs) because I really just want one. I think that's where I'm at.
1: I think you're also probably a little upset that you don't have the opportunity
0: to Go to Sephora. cash in Here your seventy
1: five dollar perk, and you know because I guarantee you've spent seventy five dollars for this year. but oh, unfortunately, not. Girl, to...
0: I'm Rouge, and I hit platinum <laughs> at Ulta this year too. I barely <gasps> hit Rouge this year. My God, platinum gasping. at Ulta is not that bad. It's like five hundred dollars for the year. For the year, I think that's, that's regular. Like, isn't
1: that like Vib? That's Vib? No, Vib
0: is only three seventy five. It's less What's What's the one? What's the middle tier? for Sephora yeah it's 375 and then Rouge is a Oh wait okay so what's the first what's the first tier where you let's see only it's just what free like your regular beauty insider is free same with Alta, it's free
1: oh okay that's what I was asking I was like okay so it's called beauty insider VIB yeah you know for working in Rouge. this industry and being so involved like it's amazing how much <laughs> of the details I just did not pay attention to it's just because
0: I worked in it for so long and I had to explain it every damn day of my life yeah true
1: Okay. I'm going to get Anyways, into my Let's skin talk type. about your
0: skin type. Goodness. Goodness. You guys will see that we get
1: off on tangents a lot. Um, <laughs> also if you hear some grumbling, that is my stomach. I do apologize. Um, yeah. So my <laughs> skin type is dry. I've had some estheticians say that I'm combination, although that wasn't the summer in New York city. So I don't know if that was because of the humidity, but I'm oh. more so on the dry side. Um, But I'm super, super acne prone. Like I've had cystic acne. I've had uh, just a bunch of different breakouts. Um, That's also why one of the reasons why I got super into skincare in high school is because I was getting really bad breakouts all over my forehead um, and I needed something to clear it up. And then I started getting cystic breakouts with really bad scarring. Um, A little bit, a little bit of textured scarring, like not necessarily, but it's just the red and... The red spots and then just the hyperpigmentation, just like that darkening of spots because I would get a cystic breakout and then like half a centimeter over, I'd get another cystic breakout. And then back to where I had the original breakout two weeks later, my skin didn't even have enough time to heal because I would get another cystic breakout and it was just a constant, constant cycle. So the products that I tend to go for or my routine is always has a little bit of prevent acne, treat acne treat the acne, scarring acne, that I acne. had. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then in terms of sensitivity, um, I used to think I had sensitive skin. I honestly, think,
0: everyone thinks they have sensitive skin.
1: Right. And it's just, I think that some products irritate me, some products irritate, Sarah, some products irritate 100%. X. Um, there are, I mean, my, mom has rosacea and super sensitive skin. So obviously a lot of products that I use, she wouldn't be able to use. Um, I think either my skin has gotten better or it's gotten used to it or the products have gotten better. Like there's a lot of different factors that can mm-hmm. go into why you maybe thought you had more sensitive skin or didn't, but I've never been, like I've gone to different dermatologists, at least two or three different dermatologists. I've obviously had like many different estheticians. One of my best friends in Denver is an esthetician and has her own business and treated my skin for I think two or three years. Um, and not a single one of them has ever said I have sensitive skin. They just said, Oh, acne prone, dry or combo. So,
0: yeah, I think the sensitivity thing, I think you bring out a good point. Products have definitely gotten better. A hundred percent. Cause think, I noticed yeah. I'm way less sensitive now than yeah. when I was, and your skin gets used to things too. Right. So like if you're using a lot more exfoliators, your skin is going to get used to exfoliation. I mean, there
1: are just so many, di- like I I want to talk about this in a different episode and it's something that Sarah and I have talked about and we will talk about it. And it's like the evolution of the um, products and the availability. And I think that's something that's mm-hmm. quite obvious and something that we've seen in the past 10 to 15 years. So I definitely want to save that for a different episode. But there are so many factors. There's stress, hormones. Um, diet. Diet, where you're living. Like I lived in boulder and denver colorado for seven years denver is 5200 feet in the air it is dry as it is a, essentially like a desert climate and then i come back to living in new york city where you're at sea level like it's just totally totally different so different and new
0: york's so humid too it that's is, i think yeah. I, mean, I didn't realize yeah. like new york is so moist for a lack of a better word. <laughs> like, I okay know it's raise a bad your hand word. if you
1: hate the word moist <laughs> Not that I can see anyone listening, but like, I remember there was a cake. Oh, this is going to be so random. Tangent number what? 17. My younger sister and I, when we had bad days in high school, we would drive to Safeway and we would get this chocolate cake. And there was a label on the cake that said the moistest cake you've ever tasted. Ew. How disgusting
0: is that word? <laughs> see, here's, see, here's my thing. I've, I've come to terms with the word moist. Okay. Moistiest. Right? I don't know how I feel
1: about that. I didn't even think that was a real word. Moistest. I don't think it is. Hang on. I have to adjust my microphone. I'm sorry. I might have to edit this. Moistest. Moistiest. It was It was one of those. There may or may not Misty. have been a second eye. But yeah, no, that was the sticker that was on it. And let me tell you, it was the moistest <laughs> cake I've ever had. And there was a reason we would buy it, sit in the car and just eat it. It was so oh, good. That sounds great. Yeah. Fire. That's how I got All right. over our bad days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've okay. actually been missing New York bakeries so much living in Michigan. Well, this
1: but... goes from Safeway. So go to Northern California or Southern. It's called Great. And you can and okay. you can get it. But yes, no, New, New York City bakeries. Yeah.
0: Oh. Anyways, I digress. We'll talk yes. about baked goods. <laughs> Maybe we can do an episode of like our favorite New York City hidden gems that we discovered when we were living there.
1: Because there okay. are definitely some
0: places I like think get overlooked. Element. Yeah,
1: I mean, honestly, there are so many good places. Um, I mm-hmm. don't know whether any of my hidden gems are so hidden. I'm sure there's going to be someone listening who goes, "Ugh, you dumb bitch." Everyone knows about <laughs> that, but you know what? I didn't, and I stumbled upon it, and I really liked it. So, yeah, I definitely 100%. think that's a great idea, Sarah. Let's add that to the
0: list. All right, and then to finish out for today, we are going to do a fun little activity, a kind of fun activity. Oh, as that's right. Great teacher would say. Yeah. Uh, so if you were trapped on a desert or deserted island, whichever you would prefer a desert or a deserted island, maybe it's a desert um, deserted island. Maybe it's a desert desert
1: <laughs> island. Ooh, I'm down if it's a desert island. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All of the cream puffs. Anyways, <laughs> um, I don't know why that's the first dessert that popped into my I know. head. Wow. Um, but what would be the three beauty products skincare products that you feel you would like need okay should I start I if you want to start cool I can start too
1: um I would bring the Kula Silk drops um SPF 30 they come in a purple um little dropper jar bottle dropper bottle excuse me and I love them they don't irritate my skin they don't make me break out and they feel amazing are they mineral
0: they do so
1: they have both they have a mineral and then they have a chemical sun like a physical and then they have a chemical sunscreen um i've only tried the i believe the one i tried was the chemical sunscreen i don't remember but they have both um then i would bring the embryo moisturizer the la creme that is like my favorite and it just always soothes my skin And then I would bring – I guess I would bring a cleanser because (laughs) – Yeah. Round out your routine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I would bring the Gel Matinee Cleanser from Jordan Samuel Skin. It's a gel cleanser that doesn't necessarily sud um, or doesn't – yeah, or foam. So it's super, super soothing. And I believe the first ingredient is aloe. So it's super Ooh. soothing and hydrating. So, you know, sun exposure on this
0: yeah. desert,
1: deserted, dessert-filled island. You know, <laughs> it's very important.
0: <laughs> I haven't tried any of those products. So I guess I need to get on it. The Ombria Lace has been sitting in my Amazon cart for like ever until I've decided right. that I need to restock. So
1: yeah. That's well, next. you know, we don't want to promote hoarding. Correct.
0: And I just got, um, I just got a package from Ula Hendrickson with um, some moisturizers in it. So I'm going to try and wait to purchase. That's my goal for 2021 is to use up as much as I have yeah, and then purchase more products.
1: Yeah. The one in, one one out is something that I try to do as much as I can.
0: Yeah. And I have gone through a lot of moisturizers recently. I think I have like three or four in my empties bucket, which- Empties coming soon. I think yes. we're gonna do some empties product videos or podcasts, not videos. This is audio. <laughs> I'm so good with my lingo, guys. Um, but yeah, my three products. I definitely have an obsession with bioderma, the sense yes. of bio H2O, the okay. one with the red cap. Um, yes. it's really good for like removing dirt and grime. It doesn't leave a film on my skin and it's just enough cleansing to where I feel clean, but I don't feel stripped. And that's really important for me. Is that not the Um, OG micellar water? It is. They are the creators of micellar water. Yeah. Fun
1: fact. I remember my friend, Elisa, she, um, went to visit her cousins in France in high school. And she was like, I found this product and I can't get it in the U S
0: and then now
1: it's like everywhere. It's amazing.
0: Well, and so it's funny because in New York it was so accessible, and like Dwayne Reed and all these drugstores, it yeah. is not accessible in drugstores in Michigan. So I ordered on Amazon. That's the only place oh. I can get it. But like it is, like it's not even in Ulta. Like at least Embryolisse and La Roche Posay and all those other drugstore brands are in Ulta. It does not exist in Michigan. So I did not. It's kind of I. I bought it from Canada free because I've been using it. I've been using it for a decade. I've been using right. it since I was in high school. Right. And I, because I'm a dual citizen of Canada, um, right? We would go over and I would pay I would pay an arm and a leg for that thing. Like, no, be like yeah, 25 Canadian dollars. Yeah um, and so now it's like $14 on Amazon. And it takes me a while to go through it. But but it's not in the CVSs near you. No, it is nowhere. It's so interesting. It's so weird because it's just in Dwayne Reed. And Dwayne Reed doesn't exist anywhere except like yeah. But Walgreens exists and that's the same thing. But it is, but it's not, which is another reason, <laughs> It is, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's another reason I'm getting the hell out of this state ASAP.
1: Uh, okay. Um, All right. So bioderma,
0: then, <laughs> bioderma. Um, and then the use to the people adaptogens deep, I think it's like a deep moisture cream, super okay. hydrating, really rich, super soothing. And then the Dr. Jart Tiger Tigergrass Drops, I think is what they're called. They have an SPF of, I want to say, 40, 45. Oh, yeah. Um, and they help just soothe and calm redness and um, have just really good ingredients for chilling out your skin.
1: Right. And, yeah, and some protection. Did you say that? I had yeah, a little bit of a mind blank.
0: No, okay. you're good. Yeah, I don't remember. So the formula I currently have doesn't have SPF in it. Um, I'm waiting it's- to finish- They added SPF. Oh, okay. So, like the original formula, I bought my bottles probably a. We were in New York, so at least twenty, early twenty twenty. I think it was late twenty nineteen. Um, I bought it on sale, like a VIB sale, and then when I went back to like look at how much it was going to cost me to repurchase, they now have added SPF, which I appreciate because it's one product I can throw on at the end of my routine that does both. Okay, interesting.
1: All right. Oh, last thing before we close out, I just wanted to mention our, do you hear my stomach? I'm so hungry. <laughs> I can't hear it. Okay, good. Um, I just want to mention our social media. We do have an Instagram. It is barefaced.podcast. And we also have an email. So in case you guys want to send us some emails, maybe, I don't know, stories about, you know, your skin or recommendations or anything like that. It is barefaced.podcast at
0: gmail.com. Cool. Cool. And then we do have personal Instagram handles as well. So I am oh, yes. the Sarah Glow Show. So the S A R A H Glow Show.
1: When you first said that, I thought you were spelling the Sarah, <laughs> like you were spelling the as your name.
0: Okay, just
1: just ignore me. Just ignore me. Yeah. And my Instagram is uh, skincare files. So if you guys want to follow self promoting out here, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If you want to just learn more about us, I've had that
0: that, I've had that Instagram forever.
1: Yeah, that Instagram originally started as the second Instagram I made to talk about beauty when I was just starting my YouTube. So, there's a lot of like photos of me, photos of the few trips that I have taken in the past and um more recently it's been more of a beauty focused Instagram. Um Yeah. So yeah, if you just come definitely a bit become more about
0: us, I say mine's definitely become a lot more like body positive and yeah, just like self-aware, I would say, but that's my f- only true Instagram account. So you can oh go back in time to 2013. Skincare Sarah is
1: not my only Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I say that like
0: it's special. No, no. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my only, my only Instagram. So if you really want to go see fetus Sarah, when she was not cute and didn't know what she was doing, uh, you can, you are always cute. Eh.
1: Yeah. If you guys just want to learn a little bit more about us. Yeah. Those are our handles for sure yeah
0: well thank you so much for listening guys uh, Yes. tune back in we have a pretty exciting video next week which is going to be our podcast. sarah podcast did i say video <laughs> yeah. our podcast because yeah. i'm looking at you i know on- so we're we're together
1: on video so we can see each other um but i know that y'all can't see us so we yes. apologize we will i do apologize better.
0: i'll work on my lingo um, but next week we have our 2020 best of superlatives.
1: Yes. We're very excited. We're going to close out 2020. 20- well, I guess 2020 is already closed out, but we do want to do some reflecting on the skincare of 2020. Um, and then we have a bunch of other topics that we're excited to share with you guys that it will be coming up. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much. We'll Thanks see all you next for time. listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.